Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it may be for you. This is episode 13. Mike and I are a little bit tired today. And the podcast is a little bit late. A little bit late. Maybe a lot of bit late. We, we got apologize. a good excuse. Uh, good excuse. Um, we just came off a long four, five days, four and a half, five days. I don't remember. It all blend together now. Yeah, it's all the same now. Um, we were in Colorado, just outside Denver, for um, Thursday night through Monday morning, um, shooting for a new client of ours. Um, and I think between that time, we only slept about seven maybe eight hours yeah um that might be pushing it a little bit and um <laughs> and we we walked anywhere from 15 to 25 miles in that span as well so yeah it was um, with a company called go ruck yep they're um very very cool people yeah they're run by um all special forces veterans or or current special forces um and they basically put on events that um model special forces training and they uh they're kind of line is that they bridge the gap between special forces and civilian life so anybody can sign up and do these events um but uh be prepared to get your ass kicked um, yeah it was, a, it was a lot more intense than i thought it was gonna be yeah it was a hell of an experience but um a lot of fun met a lot of great people shot a lot of ton of shot a lot of great footage yep and uh, a lot a lot of footage i think we have almost what a terabyte of footage over yeah. here what does 21 savage say it's a lot <laughs> I don't know. He probably says it with a British accent. A lot. <laughs> anyway, um, so there's no pre-production today. We are we're just here. We're behind. Yeah, and the brain's not working. Well, uh, we actually um, another big reason why we went out there is because Kevin, who we did our documentary on, mm-hmm. he's uh, he became one of the cadres they call it who helps to run each event. Yep. And we'll be creating one of our pieces of content is that, but we're gonna have Kevin on hopefully in the next few weeks. Hopefully yeah. next week if his. Uh, schedules available yeah and we're gonna dig into everything we did um as long as well as his life story and you know just green berries in general yeah so it should be cool um so anyway we're pretty much just gonna get um right into it today's interview is with aaron ware um he is the founder of linchpin which is a design agency um and it was a really good one um i'm Having a tough time remembering now, but I do know that it was a really good one. Yeah, no, it has a lot of good information. If you're, you know, if you're in business by yourself, if you're thinking about it, mm-hmm. um, Aaron kind of runs. The, he's a very, very smart, like business, oh, yeah. business minded. So, so it's smart. Cool. Yeah, it's cool to see his perspective, to see where he's at now, and um, he's actually right below us too. Yep, yep. he's our uh, uh, neighbor in this building, right downstairs. Um, so yeah, definitely stay, uh, stay, uh, stay paying attention to this one. Um, it's a really good one, and. Um, before we get into that, this interview is brought to you by Dev Hero. Dev Hero is a local audio engineer and web developer uh, here in Rhode Island, and he builds some amazing websites, does some really great audio work. Um, check out his website at dev-hero.com. He's also been trying to ramp up his Instagram game, so check him out there at Dev Hero LLC, D-E-V-H-E-R-O. And uh, tell him Mike and Mike sent you. He'll be on in the next uh, yeah. two or three weeks, too. Yeah, maybe next week. We got some good we'll guests see. coming up. Yeah, you guys stay stay tuned. Um, let us know what you guys think of these episodes. Um, we want to hear your feedback. So. Um, oh, and uh, my monitor is still up for grabs. Yeah. Nobody's made us laugh hard enough yet. So uh, we need to... We need to get some funnier, funnier gifts, funnier uh, videos, photos, whatever you send us. Um, you know, make me and we want to actually laugh. Yeah. You know? Come on, guys. I don't want any of this third grade shit. Yeah, quit slacking. Slacking. All right. Enjoy it. Aaron, thanks for coming in today. Um, 
why don't you start off with uh, just a quick introduction of who you are and your company? So I'm Aaron Ware, uh, owner and one of the original founders of a local digital agency in Rhode Island called Lynchpin. Mm-hmm. Um, we basically handle um, primarily websites, even though we consider ourselves a digital agency. Okay, cool. Um, so the first thing we do here is a little segment called 20 Questions. Oh, that's a lot of questions. There's not actually 20, but it just kind of fits the... Uh, fits it. You so. thought it sounded good? Yeah. So. Well, we how just many make it sound have? cool. It's about 10 or 11. <laughs> so we're halfway there. Every time I think of a new one, I'll, I'll add it. So like today I added a new one. Oh, I love it. So every once in a while, if you have any suggestions after, feel free to drop them in. We'll get it closer to 20. Okay. Okay. So here we go. Favorite color? Black iPhone or Android? iPhone. Left or right? Right. Pick a number one to ten. Shit, go back. I would rather say left. <laughs> <laughs> There's no redos here. <laughs> Favorite number one. To, uh, sorry, pick a number one to ten. Six. Favorite number? Six, six, six. Okay. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Favorite liquor? Bourbon. Ice coffee or hot coffee? Ice coffee. Steak or chicken? Steak. Mac or PC? Mac. Work from home or in an office? Office. Last time you ran a mile or close? About a year ago. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a... Uh, I mean, I've, I've been longer than that, yeah. so... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so I was just talking about how skinny fat I am today. Like, I, yeah. I look skinny, but I'm so out of shape. Yeah. So it's just funny that it came up. Yeah. One of my friends actually calls me that. Nick, he, he always says that anytime, like... We're with like a new, like if I introduce him to like a new friend of mine or something, he goes, Mike rocks the skinny fat. Like he doesn't look fat. He like, he looks skinny, but when he gets drunk and he takes his shirt off, like you see how fat he is. It's the dad bud. Yeah. Yeah. But you guys aren't dads. No, I hope not. <laughs> no, setting up franchises. You know? no, definitely not. All righty. Let's get into this. Uh, so Aaron, um, where'd you grow up? I grew up in a little town called Situate which is kind of like a suburban, almost rural town in Rhode Island. In Rhode Island. Okay, cool. Um, And when did you kind of like get into this? Did you go to school for it or uh, like what what your company does? What did you get into it? So I'm a bit older than you guys. Mm -hmm. And in, let's say, when I was graduating high school, which was all the way back in 1998. Okay. When you really think about like the internet and what it is today, you know, it's readily available. It's in the palm of our hands. But mm-hmm. back when I was a teenager, I think it was maybe one of the few kids in my town that had internet access yeah. and it was dial up yeah. like when I was, you know, 13 or 14. I remember those days. Yeah. You remember that? So you were yeah, like two. <laughs> well, no, not, not the 1998, the dial up. I remember yeah, the yeah, dial up. Yeah. Same. And <laughs> when, um, I think I was around 16 or so. Um, I was very creative in in high school, but I wasn't very studious. I didn't have a really good work ethic then, but I was very artistic. And I actually had a math teacher um, in my high school who I didn't have as a teacher, but she actually like introduced me to like Photoshop, for example. And we started to actually have Photoshop as an elective in my high school. So like a class just for Yep, just a class, just about photo editing and whatnot. So having internet access and then having that introduction to Photoshop taught me as a creative person, like 
what is the internet beyond AOL? Like, you know, the (laughs) keyword, whatever, you know, there actually is an internet out there and there are these things called web pages. And I started just making, I made a fan site for like a band that's been around forever now, but a band I really liked, uh, Korn, like this is dating me. So like their, their first like album came out, I was a teenager and you know, music is really like, you know, when formative, like when you're like 13 to 16 around the same time. So I just made like a geo cities, like cornucopia was the name of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Obviously. Is that where your six, six, six came from? Favorite number? Uh, Oh, the six, six, six thing is just, it goes back a while, but I'll talk about that if you guys want. (laughs) But I, you know, all these things like being a fan of music, being creative, having these avenues, for that Mm -hmm. it was a hobby and that hobby started to turn into hey my friend has a band you want to make a site for it ah sure whatever Mm -hmm. oh here's a band that's actually on a label do you want to make a site for it and you know while those bands that I helped weren't necessarily like huge bands you know it wasn't like I was making like here's stuff yeah yes you know but it was it was income and it was something that was fun yeah and then you know, that turned into a career, like actually like kind of like being missing the dollars of the original, like dot-com boom, Yeah. but learning a lot through that, you know, at the time there was, you couldn't go to college for a degree for mm. like web and yeah, whatnot. Right. It, just it was, wasn't, it was wasn't computer science. Like if you wanted gotcha. to like be a programmer, it's like, Oh, here's computer science. It's like, well, I don't have the academics for it certainly don't have the money yeah. to go to college and quite frankly work ethic wise i was not there yeah. like at all like, i'm not gonna do this yeah i'm not gonna do it <laughs> so i just thankfully at that time having a hobby turn into something that i've been able to like you know live a pretty good life on is yeah. something that kids like won't have today like it's yeah. so hard like now it's like oh here's a hundred and something thousand dollars of debt. Yeah, right, <laughs> Have right. fun going into the agency world. Yeah, true. And it's not like the internet's new anymore either. Yeah. You got every, like, six-year-old has an iPhone with Instagram on it now. Yeah. yeah. But it's harder, too. It's like, the technology is so different. Yeah. Like, you can never get by on, like, how insecure the web was way back. Right. Oh, like, yeah. Like, you just think about, like, <laughs> I think about the stuff I was writing, like, way back then yeah. to now. It's like... It's it's like, polar opposites. Yeah it's, yeah, it's just such a different place. It's like the world; it just evolves so. Quickly. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. So you didn't actually go to college? Nope. Wow, good for you. I'm kind of jealous. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm really jealous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like anything, though. It's like I think that there's so many. This is like kind of getting political here, but it's like <laughs> I think there's so many careers that people could have as trades that they don't need to go to college for. Oh yeah. Like Absolutely. I don't think anybody really needs to go to college to like build sites or whatnot because you learn so much more doing it i think it's just like audio engineering i think there's so many things that yeah you can go to college for it Mm -hmm. and have all this debt but you didn't learn shit in college you learn it all like on hand and like doing it and get better at it it's the same thing with us in video yeah i feel like i could have never gone to college for video and be at the same Same exact spot because when i need to know something or how to do something I go to YouTube University. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. And the, those same avenues are there for web. It's like, yeah. whether Most it's creative like, fields. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. It's just like, I think there's something to like internship and like apprenticing, you know, like yeah. plumbers and like yeah. contractors, those types of skills too. It's like, it's, it's 
we've we've ingrained in kids like you have to go to college you have to have this plan you have to figure out what you want to do with your life when you're again those formative 13 to 16 like you want to know you know what you want to do when you're then i'm like no it's It's kids who graduate college and don't even know what they want to do yeah yeah i get it um so before you started uh linchpin did you like work for companies or were you pretty much just like on your own yeah i did um i worked for a local agency called bz results <laughs> sounds like <kind of> a <laughs> cheesy shout out <laughs> a shout out to to those guys um, are they around do you know they um they were in the automotive industry and that's the industry i was in for almost 10 years okay um it was one of those times where they focused on you know one industry like automotive we're gonna just like yeah. do that and mm. they did it well they like they're like very big into like set up a company go after a vertical and yeah. then be done with it sell it to someone else and then do the, th- the lather rinse repeat yeah yeah and uh but i was with uh that company and the actual company that ended up buying it for like it was just about 10 years when i resigned it was very close to it um but that whole time i was still freelancing and I've always been like, I shouldn't say always been. Once I got into my twenties, I became very entrepreneurial, always looking to like hustle, get another yeah. gig, have extra income, those types of things. So that work ethic kind of came started, on later in yeah. life. Yeah, I would say probably. I don't know. I've always had a job. Like yeah, even as a right. teenager, I've always had a job. Um, so was it like a typical kind of like high school job, like bagging groceries or what was it? No, I actually never worked for a grocery store, but I've, I've been everything from like, I was like the oldest kid in my neighborhood. So like I was like the babysitter for like all the kids. Like, I, like that's, <laughs> that's just funny. like, so that was easy income. Cause all right, the kids yeah. were, it was just easy to do. Yeah, just, just go like, to bed. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and it's like, Hey, like, just raid the fridge, do whatever you want, and then just make sure the kids are safe. You know, so it's easy. And yeah. then it, I mean, I, I worked on a tree farm. I definitely did the fast food circuit, oh, which okay. I feel like everybody should do just so you realize you don't want to do that for the rest of your life. <laughs> you know, that's like, true. That's a good like, point. Like I was a dishwasher. I think that was my first like actual, like not under the table job. Yeah. You know, where I actually like had a paycheck and like, oh, I need a checking account. I need yeah. to, I need, I, need, I need to like, <laughs> set like up a, your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You actually have to be somewhat of an adult. I was a busboy for six months and kind of like, kind of like you said, uh, made me realize like I don't want to do that. Oh, it sucks. Yeah, it was terrible. I was like, dirty plates and people in the morning and it was yeah, not it's, fun. It's it's brutal. Yeah. So you're working kind of like doing freelance stuff and you were working for this company. When was the um, kind of point when you went from that into starting really like a business aside from like just being a freelancer? Um, obviously, I think people underestimate that being a freelancer is still having your own business. But, um, you know, I know that you've part you partnered up with someone like when did that point come? So I actually started the business with a partner I, while I was still with the actual the other company. Oh, wow. Okay. So, um one of the like stipulations that there wasn't a true non-compete mm-hmm. like where you can't be in the same industry or whatnot because you can't really stop someone from doing their trade right. you know it's like a lot of companies tried to get away like away with that like back then like yeah. hey, you can't work for another agency for another like year yeah but as long as we weren't really in the automotive industry they were totally cool with it right so i 
I had some good paying gigs, like 10 grand here, like five grand there. So I was like, maybe I shouldn't be doing this through like my social. And maybe, yeah. maybe and I should how, have how old were you at this point? Mm, geez, let's see, 12 years ago. So how, how old am I now? So I was, <laughs> I was tw- about 25, 26 or so. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I ended up setting up the business and at the time had partners. Um, and it was just complimentary things like, Hey, I'm a developer, so I need someone that's creative and you know, I'm creative myself, but I don't want to do everything. I don't want to design it and dev it. And some people are totally into that and that's cool. It, but that's just not, it's not really like my jam. Yeah. Um, so I mean, at that point in time, it was mainly a bookkeeping thing and a separation versus like, Hey, I need to actually make this business. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I saved up a ton of money. Like I saved up for me anyway, back then I saved up about 20 to $25,000. It was, I, I had enough saved up where I said like, maybe now's the time to jump. And, Mm -hmm. At the time, you know, my my wife was pregnant with with our, our first daughter. Oh wow! And um, she's a teacher, and sometimes you get involuntarily transferred, or you get a pink slip. And uh, she actually got a, a pink slip that year, so which meant that she would potentially be laid off. Okay. And um, at that point, it was like potentially a career change for her. We were having uh, our first kid, and. Uh, I was complacent. Yeah, yeah, I was. I didn't hate my job. Yeah, and I could have done it for the rest of my life. And it was a great company. There were tons of benefits, and mm-hmm. you know, there was definitely a career trajectory I could have stayed on. Yeah, but I was just complacent. I was just like, yeah, yeah go to work. Still doing, just doing the same yeah. thing every day. So, um, she, my wife, encouraged me to jump if you're gonna do it let's just change everything in our lives like right now yeah, you know? yeah. and uh, <laughs> that's when i jumped once. yeah that's uh, awesome and it was uh so that was about 12 years ago yep in the early days like when you first started linchpin um what do you think were you, you did you change your name yeah we changed our name about six years ago okay oh. and what were you at first oh man it really rolls off the tongue it was <laughs> digital octane Ooh. yeah catchy so, though yeah and it then was, the name dumb. did the name <laughs> it's a dumb name did the name change come like when partners left or what was the yeah when we um when we really transitioned from being more of a dev shop that did some design work yeah and we wanted to be more of an agency yeah that's where we made the transition to to actually go through like a full rebrand, re-brand really figure change. out who we were, yeah. what, what we wanted to be as a business and mm-hmm. really where we wanted to go. And that's okay. where we, we changed the name. So if I remember correctly, um, I, I came up with the name. My previous partner came up with the brand mark we previously had. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on our 10 year anniversary, we kind of just refined that, you yep. know, and where, Everything was a bit more symmetrical and a bit more streamlined, but the idea behind it is it was a, a real collaborative process between my previous partner and myself. Cool. Who came up with the uh, first name? If you, uh, if it you was me. It. it was you? It was totally me. Um, and it was just, I don't know, I thought it sounded cool at the time. And it was <laughs> hey. just so shitty, like not good. <laughs> had me. I would have been giving you my website. <laughs> <laughs> and we just did like a lot of stuff back then was like when, when we first started was just like super techie, like flash stuff we did a ton of flash work and a lot of like more app centric stuff and Mm -hmm. i think that 
while we call ourselves a digital agency now, I feel like it was just too techy, and it's just actually really tough to say like quickly. You know, it's like digital octane. It's, it's, just, like, yeah, it's a lot of yeah, little, yeah, little, yeah. little, you know. So, <laughs> but that was I was going to ask you about when you first started coding. What were you using? Because obviously, you know, WordPress. Like, how was it all Flash, or then like how did you oh, adapt man. with the times without going to school? Um, so. Flash is uses a language called ActionScript, which ActionScript is actually a derivative of JavaScript. And JavaScript has been around yeah, like a long forever. time. It's been around for like 20 years. And the if you have good like fundamentals and you understand, you know, just like how like performance of a site matters or an app matters you can really translate that to any language. You know, I think it's similar to, now I can barely speak English, but I it's kind of that same thing. Like if you understand grammar and you understand the sentence structure and you understand how that translates to like Spanish or another language, I feel like it's similar to that. You know, every language is going to have like, hey, if this, do that. It's going to have, hey, if I have these this list of things, loop through them, and for every time you loop through it, do a thing. Mm-hmm. They all kind of have these same, like, controls within them, um, and that's just kind of a transition. I think with whether it's, like, WordPress, which we do a ton of, you know, I think it's one of those things, regardless of what platform it's on, again, like something's going to help you edit a page or something's going to let you have a theme. You know, there's so many avenues for that. So it's one of the things that I try and say is like, even if WordPress like disappeared, could we still be a business? Could we still offer our services even though it's a different thing? Right. Where if WordPress disappeared, I'd be like, Oh shit, that's crazy. Like where did it go? Like how did did this happen? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I got you. When you, when you kind of like first started, what were in your mind, what were the biggest challenges you faced then? And then what do you think are like your biggest challenges now, you know, 10 to 12 years later? Oh man, biggest challenge then. Um, man, dramatic pause. Um, <laughs> it's all right. We got some time. I think the biggest challenge then was probably educating our potential clients that we can do it. Yeah. And not having that, like an extensive portfolio to show it. Mm-hmm. I think that was probably the biggest challenge because I know we had the skill set to do it. Sure. And a lot of it is trust us, like we can do it. Like, yeah. You know? And sometimes you sacrifice. You sacrifice on like price. Right. Yeah. Or because you make you don't concessions. Have that maybe. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we really want to get this gig. And I think that was a balance too. It's making sure you're getting your value. Yeah. You know, early on. I think that's tough with most businesses that, you know, it's, it can be challenging, like putting, putting yourself in the client's perspective, being like, Oh, we're about to spend all this money, but we don't see an example of work that they've done. Obviously, like you said, in your mind, you know, you can do it, Yeah. but from their perspective. So yeah, sometimes you do have to sacrifice price. I know. I think of, I think we've all been there. Yeah. It's a lot of selling, you know, you gotta be like, you know, you guys have the same thing. You got to be your best pitch man. You have yeah. to like, you know, you know the business the best. You you have to be able to like really, you know, again, it's all education. It's all making sure that that, that person or that, that business that you're going after, they understand 
that you know what you're talking about, right. even if you're bullshitting, you know, <laughs> you know, True. which I feel like there's definitely more of that early on. Yeah. That kind of fake it before you make it sort of thing. Yeah. Even if you do know, even if you're not faking it, you still kind of got to embellish a couple yeah. things. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 But just as long as you can back it up, I feel like is yeah. all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. Where like now it, the biggest challenge is, okay, now you have this extensive portfolio. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. have plenty of work now. I mean, yeah, you, we, we have what we call like big logos, quote unquote, on like the site. And that's sure. what we want. We want to be able to show, you know, enterprise level stuff that we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, but the biggest challenge we have now is we're still a boutique small agency. Mm-hmm. And now we compete against like a hundred person shop you wow. know where they're not even a shop anymore now they're just like yeah huge you and how know? many people are working for you right now we at we're really lean like right now we're six which is that's the lowest we've been in a while a long long time yeah. we really average about eight to ten okay you know so it allows us to we're, we've been boutique we're not a volume shop we're we're gonna go after I wouldn't say passion projects per se, because we still got to make money, but it allows us to be choosy about which ones we really go after. And usually, you know, for us, big challenges now are like competing with bigger agencies, Mm -hmm. like still being competitive with our pricing, making sure we don't overcommit to a, like the big whale of a project that just will crush us because we're so overcommitted. Mm -hmm. You know, those are our biggest challenges. And then obviously like, the boring business aspects are well payroll health (laughs) retirement like there's questions like that coming up (laughs) because you're supporting lifestyles now yeah yeah Yeah, livelihoods livelihoods, you know that's i don't stress over things like that i'm not someone that really stresses i really just try and think okay this is a problem or this is a challenge try and be as pragmatic as i can be yeah Trying not to be hot-headed and be so, like, heart-minded. Like, yeah, I just try to, like... Be level-headed. Think, yeah, level-headed about those things. Um, and that, I guess that happens when you get have kids and you become more patient over yeah. time. Yeah, you're kind of, like, forced to be more patient. Kind of gives you, I feel like, a more clear head, too. Like, yeah. a little more clear-mindedness to make a decision. Yeah, especially because it's not... You think about it, it's like, oh, for every... Like, most of my team, you know, they're married. Wow. You know, so it's like most of them have kids, you know, yeah. it's like all of a sudden you're so like, it's not just like their life supporting. Like, for example, me, like I'm not married. I live in an apartment in Providence. And yeah. like, so you're not just supporting like someone like me who doesn't have a lot of expenses, but like someone who's got like a full family. Like, yeah, they got shit to take care of. Yeah, they got their they got their own shit to take care of, like yeah. their own lives to lead. And they got like family and they yeah. have their own medical expenses, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Matters. Jeez. Um, so. You've been around 10, 12 years now. Yeah. Um, did you ever have a point, either early stages or at any point, um, that, you know, you were concerned about like the future of the business or you thought you might not make it? Or do you think you were always confident and you you were always, you know, doing what you had to do? Um, I think that confident in what we do, yes. Mm-hmm. Always. Like n- never faltered from that. Sure. I think that there always comes times like whether it's, professionally or personally where you know i talked about earlier being complacent yeah um thankfully i've never been through that with linchpin but i think that there comes a time where you think about business growth is it going as fast as you think it should are we big as big as we should be at this point in time yeah and some of that's a direct you know reflection on personality wise like me as a leader me as like person running the business yeah but some of that is you know riding waves like in 2008 for example like having a huge recession 
you know, like we were fortunate enough to have enough clients on retainers and support packages to kind of ride through that. Yeah, because that was, that was right in the beginning of you guys, yeah. right? Yeah, that was towards that was the beginning of ago? it. Yeah, yeah, that's towards the beginning of it. And, wow. you know, to, to be able to go through those challenges is one thing. I think the other thing, too, is, you know, I, I think about... You know, would it be great to have that kind of, uh, you know, rich benefactor, you know, that, you know, is another agency kind of swooping in and, you know, allowing us to like have some autonomy there. I, I yeah. think that those are things I think about too. Not, not everyday sort of thing, but I'm always like, oh, well, you know, if we partnered up with another larger agency, you know, what, what would that, how would that benefit us? How would that benefit the team? How would it benefit our clients and potentially whoever it was like their clients? And, you know, that's something I've, I've thought long and hard about early on and, you know, like a few years ago. Yeah. But I think about it less now and I just think about, you know, who we are as linchpin you know how how we can just grow our own team and whatnot because yeah they can benefit you but they can also affect you too yeah like negatively yeah and it's just like you know if if you if you think about like i've been through acquisitions and i just worry like say if we were to be acquired how much autonomy would we have for how long right how would Mm -hmm. that affect the people that work for me that right. quite frankly I care a ton about. So yeah. And I'm sure it goes that. the other way too. Like I'm sure a lot of the people that as such a small team, like there's a lot of relationship there. Like you're not just their boss, but you know, oftentimes you're like a friend of theirs and they yeah. like, you know, look up to you and stuff. So I guess, I guess they look up to me. I don't yeah, know. I'm sure. At least yeah. a little bit. You're, you're a decent guy. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I just try and be, I, I, I think it, I, tr- I try to be a decent person. I think yeah. that it's like, it's more so about finding, you know, I believe in fit with a team. Yeah. And I just think that it's, is personalities that gel. It doesn't matter like background. It doesn't matter about like, you know, culture differences or whatnot. You can get the, I think it, but ultimately if you can work together as a team, you can respect each other and you know, you're all working towards whatever that greater good is, whatever that, whatever you feel that is like for us, it's always like the greater good is, you know, what we deliver for clients, not just being good, but being great. How can we make that one thing separate Mm -hmm. us from the other agencies out there, but how can that also separate the client from their competitors? And those are things we really think about. We have, you know, these kind of postmortems when a project happens. And I think we all have that same drive where we say like, okay, what could have been better about that? What could, what could we have done more efficiently? Yeah. And, And that personality aspect, you know, it's something that is, is great. And it really helps, I guess it, they're everybody's good people too. I don't yeah. know. Well, I never people. really thought about it like that, but yeah, I guess <laughs> it's like, you know, can you tell that in an interview? Are there certain giveaways or is it kind of something like, how do you first off manage the people that you hire before you even get to managing them? How do you pick that person? That's like, all right, he's yeah. going to, he or she's going to be a ride or die like a good yeah. for the company. Um, there's definitely, um, it's not like poker where you're trying to read a person. Like yeah. maybe there's a little bit of that when you're like negotiating like a salary, yeah, you sure. know, there's that like, all right, do you go first? Or I go first. Who <laughs> yeah. But I think during, all, so our process is pretty loose in the sense where, okay, yeah, we'll have a phone call or like come have a cup of coffee somewhere or yeah. something like that. And that's really just to get a sense of like, 
here's who we are. Here's, you know, why we need your help. How, here's how we hope that you'll be a good fit. Yeah. And, you know, have that first discussion. The next interview is typically, um, you know, really actually talking to members of the team that you're primarily going to be a part of. So like, even though we're really small, you know, we do have designers, we do have developers. There's a lot of crossover, um, you know, project management, all that stuff, but Mm -hmm. really like there is a delineation of skill sets and we like to make sure that there's a fit there. Personalities don't clash and then you can, you can usually tell. Yeah. Like if you start talking about how, how we do something, what's our process and how our process is open and we evolve, and you can kind of tell like how someone is really reacting. Yeah. Like how they say, like, I really do this sort of thing. And you can kind of get a sense of how really flexible they are yeah. and how well they'll adapt to yeah. like learning, you know, cause we're not like, Oh, this is our way or the highway. Right. We're like, you know, we're very collaborative. So you can kind of get a sense there. Um, we also do what's called a work in day. So usually it's, you know, come in for a, at least a half day, usually a whole day and work on a freelance project. So we just, we figure out what your day rate is, you know, or your hourly rate. Yeah. We'll usually give the candidate like something that's like linchpin specific. So there's no, like if they do a terrible job on it or when, you know, they're getting compensated for their time. Yeah. It's something for us. Maybe that we didn't get to chip away at. Yeah. They get a sense of how we work because they get to collaborate. They get a sense of what our process is like because they're involved in it. And that is usually a good indicator of, if they're going to be a good fit after that then gets into dollars and cents yeah. and negotiating and whatnot. But I like that idea of a trial run. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Chance. It's think... less of a trial because they're like, it's one day. Yeah. Right. You know, and you know, they're getting compensated for their time, like right. as a freelancer should, cause they are actually working. Yeah. And, uh, the challenges I find is if someone actually already is with an agency or with another company, you know, they're, they're committed too. you know, yeah. they're, they're showing I'm willing to take a day. Granted, I am getting paid, mm-hmm. you know, for a rate, but they're still, you know, they're showing they're putting their best foot forward mm-hmm. on it. Um, and that's worked really well. Then also building the team helps cause we like internships and whatnot. Yeah. You know, our very first employee was an intern, a, an intern, you know? So it's like, did you partner with like a local school or yeah, it's really easy. It's really cool. easy. Like, especially the schools around here. Yeah. You know, so the, many art schools. Yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So many art schools. And now you have like Johnson Wales, which was known for like culinary. Yeah. Like they actually have a great like web program, like New England oh, really? Tech. That's interesting. They have a solid program too. You have great facilities. So it's like, you know, for us, I think that over this last year, we've had a lot less interns, but that's not because they're not around. Yeah. It's just because we just haven't taken them on, you know, yeah. you know, we've had so many other initiatives, hmm. but you know, that's, I think those two avenues of internships and, our our interview process has, has really helped you know kind of like foster that team i when we don't have a good fit usually it's me going against my gut <laughs> be like oh we really need this person i, I get I, it you know and then all of a sudden you're like oh man this is a bad yeah this is bad have you had that i mean i'm sure you have but ha- can you tell us this uh not specific, but like a story of when you maybe made a bad hire and like, how, how was that process? And what's that like as a, (laughs) as a leader? Like, Oh man, what can I say? How does that Um, work? Every, every bad hire that Lynchpin has ever had has been due to desperation. Yeah. Okay. All right. Every, everyone, like whether it's a big project, um, we try not to really outsource 
anything. Yeah. You know, and that, that means like, like, yeah, we have friends that are in the industry that are local mm-hmm. and we'll give them like extra work here or there but like we're not going to like farm out to like india or like eastern like european developers or anything like that right so we'll we'll try to hire like you know that's the thing we'll try and bring someone on and if we've been desperate like oh my god the guys are booked out for like literally 60 hours this week and we can't do that there's every once in a while there's crunch and everybody understands that but yeah like there's work-life balance and you can't just like bury people you yeah. know, in work. So you got to make sure you're like looking at resources. And when we've gotten to the point where we've been overbooked mm-hmm. and we rush into a candidate and we're like, okay, let's get this done. Yeah. 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 Bad news. Every time it's a fail, fail boat every time. And how do you deal with that as a, as a leader? Like coming, <laughs> coming to the, coming to the conclusion of like, I made a shitty decision and like, how do you remedy it? Well, there's always because it's definitely not easy to tell someone that you may be just hired and be like hey i'm sorry you're not a good fit well all right so for me it's uh, i'm definitely the type of person that's i'll give a super long leash yeah yeah. like i want i want that person to be successful no matter what yeah like to a fault yeah and i've been told this like yeah you got to like cut bait on these things and it's like I find it almost a failure to not have them be successful. And even if you just keep like trying to support them through like, whether it's through like check-ins and through documentation and through like reviews, but like teachable moments, like that's Mm -hmm. a big thing is like before when I was younger, I would have been like, Oh, you suck. Why can't you do this? You're an idiot. And you can't like live life like that. You have to really really do that as a business owner. (laughs) Yeah. Well, some people do and some people are good at it. Like the, the Elon Musk's of the world, they could be like, Oh, you're an idiot. Like you're an engineer from MIT. You're an idiot. Like, you know, like he can get away with that. And he's done this whole, he's done very well at being like Tony Stark jr. You know, (laughs) but you know, it's at the same time, it's like, I find it better to just kind of, lead by example without trying to be a pace setter yeah but also just try and bring people up mm-hmm. you know and just trying like hey how can you be better like how can i help you be better how can i support you that's unique that's very yeah. unique but sometimes that doesn't work sometimes yeah. you're just like people just suck people yeah. are just not, they're just not good right yeah and sometimes you have to just say like it's not working out mm-hmm. you know and sometimes it's through a layoff sometimes it's through straight up like you're fired get the fuck out of my office like yeah. you're fired oh, um it's honestly you know in rhode island it's hire and fire at will so like you don't have to give a reason you could literally just fire someone if you want to oh I'm, that's that's a rhode island i'm so i'm originally from mass but yeah. rhode island is is mass like other states like a law you have know. to give them a reason yeah mike you're fired <laughs> <laughs> Can I fire? Can I, I fire an yeah, owner? But it's been, <laughs> yeah. You can, so. Basically, it's like a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> but divorce. it's like you know, like I don't know what every state is. Like yeah. we do have employees like that are in Massachusetts, but thankfully the having to uh, having to fire someone has been very few and far between. Yeah. And it sucks, That's good. man. It sucks. It's not yeah, like I'm sure. you yeah. know. Uh, I'm an egomaniac. Like I like being in charge. I like calling shots on things. But that's just something that sucks, and yeah. it sucks for them. Yeah. It sucks for you. Like it sucks for them because yeah, it's it, nothing worse than like in fire. Like yeah. in, from a professional standpoint, it's right. like I've just basically been told I am not like I suck. I'm yeah. shitty, and I've been told to leave. You know. <laughs> yeah. And then at the same time, for you, it sucks because like, you know, now all of a sudden you have is like have we secured all of our stuff enough 
you know, think about the access that person has. Yeah. How, yeah. Like, how do we make sure that they're not going to do something malicious because now they've been fired and now they have every reason to be an asshole. You yeah, know, it's yeah. like, you know, those are the things we try to like avoid and just like, well, I was wondering that I know we're spending a lot of time on the hiring and firing, but, um, like how do you ever, do you ever think that if you let someone go, they're just going to turn around and just start talking shit about linchpin start putting you down, <laughs> even some stories that aren't true, like just to put you in a bad light. Cause yeah, they're all like pissed slander. off. Um, yeah. I don't know. I've never worried about that. Yeah. I, I'm also someone that I live on the internet, but I don't really go on social media like at all. Like yeah. I don't, I don't care about tweeting. I don't care about Insta. Like I do for our clients or whatnot. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, there have been times where former employees have definitely shit on us or said how shitty I am or whatnot. And cool. I don't like, it doesn't, yeah. I don't lose sleep over that because yeah. I know like uh, conversely on the other side what they're not sharing and yeah you know like and based but off you said or based off of what you said too where you give them a long leash and try to give them as many chances as possible yeah. so yeah it's like it the, you can't please all the people all the time exactly like yeah. mitch hedberg style yeah. and, <laughs> and sometimes those people are your employees and you know it's i think that um a lot of times what i found is after the dust settles you know, like I usually try and like check in like on whoever it is, unless the relationship is just like crazy yeah, sour, like bad. Yeah. you know, and like you sense. just want to give people their breathing room. But at the same time, like y'all check in on them, like whether it's on like LinkedIn or like Facebook, like if their profile is not yeah. like if they haven't blocked me, like, <laughs> which is weird because I get blocked by people and I'm like, dude, I don't even fucking go on there. Like I could give a shit what <laughs> you're you not do. bothering yeah. me. Yeah. It's like you can post all you want. Uh, but it's like one of those things I do try and like just like under the radar, just check on them. Or if we we have mutual friends, I'll try to like check in on them. Cool. Say like, yeah. you know, how so and so doing, yeah. you know, and sometimes like I said, not. you're a decent person. <laughs> I think that, <laughs> that, thank that you, laugh thank made you. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think, uh, you know, and as a young business owner, you're still young, but, <laughs> um, you. <laughs> uh, but I think there's many things that people assume wrong. Like I'll have friends that, you know, my apartment's like kind of nice. I, I am very picky about like, where I live. I'm just saying, no, I'm just, <laughs> it, it helps me make the next point. I'm just saying like people will come to my apartment and they're like, Oh wow. Like you have your own business. Like you make a ton of money or like, Oh, you make your own schedule. You never have to work. Like there's a lot of like wrong assumptions <laughs> I think yeah. that people have about someone who runs their own business like what do you think is the most important thing that people either like overlook or like wrongly assume it from um, your experience good question I apologize for taking a shot <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> see um, I think that the biggest misconception I think people have is I don't think it's about the money aspect of it yeah um, I think it's more so about early on anyway like oh yeah you make your own schedule like yeah. it, it must be great you can just like sleep in and, and whatever yeah. yeah but like i'm it, it, it sounds so strange to say this now but i'm such a workaholic like it's pretty rare for me to just actually like even if it's like evening like i'll hang out like i'll try and get home and i'm, I'm very supportive of like you know my kids and like yeah. sports hang, hang and whatnot and hanging with the fam i'm, I'm a, a big advocate of everybody having that work-life balance Good. and but if i'm like sitting let's say everybody's in bed and for my family like everybody goes to bed like early so usually by nine o'clock like the house is like i'm wow. the only one awake wow and i'm working like if i'm sitting yeah. and a lot of times at night like 
I might have background noise on, but I'm not really watching anything. I'm usually like catching up on emails or doing billing yeah. or proposals or even just working coding wise. Hmm. And, um, that's just one of those things that people don't understand how much work goes into it. And it, yeah, yeah. for me, I'm a workaholic, but think about like anybody like you guys, like even if it's like video work, there's some yeah. stuff you have to do, some audio adjustment, whatever. Yeah. But that could be the same thing. Like if someone just like owns like a shop, they, they might like, let's say they're in East Greenwich and they're just on main street and which is all little shops. Yeah. But there's still things they have to do too. So they oh, might yeah. not be like in their location doing their thing. Right but they're still doing inventory. They might have payroll. There's all these things that go above and beyond. So it's never an eight to five sort oh, of yeah. like thing. It's always more. What's the next thing? Yeah. Like we have, um, a friend of ours who was on the podcast, uh, you know, a month or so ago, she's a pastry chef. Um, and so like for a majority of the day, like, you know, essentially her nine to five, she's baking, making yeah. the treats. Yeah. But then like, you know, she's getting email requests for wedding cakes or birthdays or whatever it may be. And so like every couple of days or maybe every day, you know, she spends time not in the kitchen yep. answering emails, maybe making updates to her website or, yep. you know, like you said, a ton of other things. Maybe she's doing some social media to help promote. Um, so there's so many things that go into it. And same for us. Like we had a shoot yesterday at around four o'clock. It was quick. We were out of there by five thirty, but we went home, unpacked the gear and bring it up, sit down at the office at home and like make sure it's all backed up and then like checking emails, doing some social media stuff. So yeah, it's like, you know, there's yeah. always things. Yeah. I think you, I, I hope <laughs> eventually you outgrow that. Yeah. But I don't know if I could, like, even if, like if, if you. you guys like won Powerball and you just became independently wealthy, like, like I, I know I would still work. I would find something else. Maybe it wasn't yeah. the agency world, but oh, I still yeah. do something. Like, would you still work? Or would you just be like, nah, fuck it. I'm just like on the beach. I, I mean, don't know. What would you do? Well, first off, I'd buy a golf course. Just like <laughs> just a golf, golf just course. Just a golf course. But then <laughs> it'd be all passion projects. I'd hire like uh, yeah. film crews or TV crews and yeah, like yeah. bring my friends to like cool places, tell like yeah. cool stories about documentaries. You know, so that you're, you're still, not essentially getting paid for it, but you're still working. Yeah. And yeah, but you'd I, make money off of it. I'd make yeah, money off yeah. it eventually. And I can pay the people yeah. who are on my crew to come yeah. along with me. And I think just finding those cool, kind of like a vice, like yeah. vice yeah. channel kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, totally. I, think, I think that's the way I would go. I would do something similar to that. Um, I would love to travel. I'd probably take like, I don't know, a year, maybe two years, do some traveling. But yeah, if I just had like 10, 20 million, like... Wow, you really lowballed the. I was gonna say, I know. How, mu how much is the Powerball? I saw a guy won seven hundred fifty-eight million last month. All right, he was yeah. twenty-two years old. It just came out. Yeah. He's gonna fucking burn out. Like you're yeah. too young to have that yeah. much money. Yeah. And not like it's. I think if you were like, like if you're like a silver spoon, like mm. like born into that sort of thing, like that's one thing. But if you just like that money is just like thrust upon you and you haven't had life experience, oh shit. See ya. Like you'd be on like one of those shows like the lottery ruined my yeah. life sort of thing. Is that a show? Yeah, yes. Oh, I've never seen definitely. that? No. I love I that show. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. It's I mean But yeah, if I had you know, that kind of money, I would I'd do the same thing. I would I'd probably stay in video like agency world, but like build a team and like kind of start to oversee stuff that way yeah. I can do less of like in the business and more like yeah. on the business. But yeah. More, what was that less in the business and more on the business? <laughs> on the, yeah. You've never heard of that term, like working in the business and not on the business. No, I like that. That's yeah. Funny. I've never heard that term. That's great. Yeah. 
Thanks. That sounds sarcastic. <laughs> no, no, I can tell he's genuine. <laughs> or maybe not. Fuck you. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? No, I don't. You don't understand it. So working in the business, like Mike and I just started a year and a half ago, like yeah. day in, day out, we're working in the business. Like uh, you're in the trenches. I got you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like working on the business, you're outside overseeing it. Yeah, you know, I got you. No, I like that. Yeah. Picture. No, I, I said it sarcastically the first time, but no, I like it now. Yeah, you better. <laughs> anyway, next question. Over the years of like growing and gaining new clients and changing names and all that, what do you think has been maybe the the biggest proponent in like helping you grow maybe from a marketing standpoint like what do you think has been one thing that you do that has really helped you grow uh relationships and like building building things that work and having a good deliverable like building a thing that the client actually wants our biggest growth is always the clients we have being referrals for us mm, okay we're actually terrible at marketing as an agency really? we're all marketing ourselves do you have like a person like do you guys no, have like one or two people that do marketing or social no, media? No, no, we every time we 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 falter at it so much and it's one of those like cliché painters houses never painted sort of things. Hmm. And I think that it's it goes back to something I said it's like I think some of the things that I've done have held us back in that sense like growing the team, yeah. growing the business. Yeah. Probably because I'm I'm definitely one of those people that I'm not humble by any means. Like I'm definitely proud of the things I do and I cool. know that I know my stuff, but I'm not the type of person like I'm not like a, I'm not going to like whore myself out on like social media and I'm not going to like, you know, even doing something like this, like yeah. I like doing because we're having a conversation about it and yeah. I like doing conferences. Like I'll speak at a conference and talk about cool. how I've stumbled and bumbled through things in life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am all about like being self-deprecating in that sense, but I sometimes falter at really saying out loud the kick-ass things we do as a team sure. and as a business. And I think that's something that even for like 2019, it's something that um, our creative director and I have really talked about is yeah. like having someone that actually is, you know, actually focusing on the marketing of the business and yeah. really just out there just saying, look at this cool thing we did. Or right. Look at how we're involved in the community or look yeah. how we're doing this other thing. And they're all things we're already doing. We're just not saying it. Yeah. You know? Does that have to do with like your personality, the type of person you are where maybe in your eyes it looks like you're bragging instead of yeah. actually saying what you're doing? Yeah, I, th I think so. Yeah. You know, it's weird because like if, if we were in like just a social setting and we were just getting beers or whatnot. Yeah. I'm usually going to be someone that's going to be actively involved in a conversation. I'm not like an introvert yeah. by any means. Yeah, you're which a social is, person. Yeah, which is really odd that you would think that like in this day and age, I'd be like, yeah, this is so awesome. But I like have <laughs> zero interest in it like whatsoever. I just don't really care for it at all. But having someone to do it, I think also comes down to like, is that person in theory going to bring in money? Right. Yeah. Is this a is this a service that we can provide to other clients, and do we yeah. actually ha do we have enough stuff that we produce that that person could have a full time job doing that? Those are the things I worry about True. growing the business. Like, is yeah. that marketer someone that could immediately like drive revenue? Yeah. And those I'm like I don't know. Like <laughs> I don't know for us. It's hard to put a price tag on that. Yeah, yeah because you it's it can be hard to like measure the ROI. I guess. Yeah. I mean, if you get him one like one solid gig for us, and then yeah, I guess. Yeah. But it's like, right. 
until you get it, you're like nail biting. Like, oh my God. <laughs> how am I going to cover her salary? Yeah. How am I going to cover? Yeah. How am I going to cover their salary? Yeah. Oh, like medical, like retirement. Yeah. Like there, there's so many other perks that come in. Like all of a sudden that salary oh, yeah, is true. not that salary. It's more. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so I think you, we touched on this just a little bit, but, um, uh, but I'd like to get, get back to it. Um, so like in the early stages of Lynchman when you were digital octane, um, what were the still love that name <laughs> what were I'll the difference in uh like what did you what, what were the services you offered then and how have you kind of adjusted over the years to where you are now oh man it's a lot more services now and but, oh, okay. you, but you just think about like again like there's a, a large a decade plus gap you yeah. know, in time from the start of one thing. I would say like digital octane, which I mentioned, like we did a ton of flash work. Yeah. You know, and you know, once Steve Jobs said, like, I'm never putting flash on the iPhone ever. It'll never be there. Yeah. Ever. And that's because it was a walled garden, like Adobe owned it. So yeah. Apple's like, you know, F you, no way. <laughs> right. So um and it's security holes all over the place with flash. Like, you know, so and I get it. And that's where we had to make a shift, like, oh my God, like if we're not going to do flash anymore, we got to transition to something, yeah, else, yeah. some other technology or, or something. And now it went from, okay, we make, you know, we're going to make flash sites. Now we're going to make just like sites in general. Oh, well now we need a way to like control the content. We need a system to manage that content. Oh, what are we going to do? Is it Drupal? Is it WordPress? Like, what are we going to use? Or are we going to build our own? Yeah. You know, I spent 10 years basically like making content management systems for like wow. dealerships and like OEMs. So it's like, wow. I don't want to do that again. Like, yeah. you know, let's figure out a, like a, like a community to be involved in. Like one thing that was great about the flash community was it really was a community. There was a lot of like shared knowledge you know, which like, you know, in the YouTube day and age, like stack overflow, you can find pretty much anything you want online. Like, yeah, I want to learn the optimal way to cut like, a watermelon. Like you can find that. Like, like, yeah. so it's the same thing with like even the work that we do. And, um, WordPress was one of those communities that we transitioned into because it just is such a great community. It's, yeah. it's very build everybody up. Now there's that like nitpicky like thing that every like group has where there's like, battles and politics and whatnot behind the scenes but that transition to like wordpress and and other services has just expanded like having a team that you know actually having a creative director like one of my previous partners who was a very creative guy mm -hmm. and for him to build up a couple of you know designers on our team and have one of the designers turn into our creative director we have now yeah that's a testament to him and his in his creativity that's a testament actually to mary beth who is is our creative director now and being able to expand those services be able to expand like from a business aspect like understanding how the services we provide actually impacts the business and can help on return those are all things that we could never speak to 10 years ago mm -hmm. you know we would just say like you want that kick-ass thing we'll make that kick-ass thing you yeah, know and now yeah. it's like well, why do you need that kick-ass thing? Yeah. Is that actually what we really need right now? Or mm -hmm. is it where you want to be? Like, how is that affecting, like, this budget? You know, yeah, these yeah. are all things we think about now. Before, it was just like, you want it, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> goes Boom. Back, goes back to the ROI. It's yeah. like, you want this because you're going to get this in return. Yeah. It's going to make you X amount of dollars. Or yeah. And sometimes clients don't even care. They're like, we, our site's 15 years old. We need a new one. Yeah. 
and that makes sense it's like damn that's really old yeah like have you looked at it on your phone they're like yeah you can't even see it it's like all right (laughs) might be important to change it then but sometimes it's just like you know it's it's really figuring out the hows and the whys and that's us just doing our homework from a proposal standpoint Mm -hmm. that allows us to be competitive and show that we care and these are all things we would have never done early on like we cared yes and we wanted to make a kick-ass thing but now there's just so much more that goes into it and as an agency it's all just about layering for us it's like well how does it affect search engine optimization how can we use paid placement all right we have these banners what's this email marketing campaign these are all things we really think about now where again before it was you want the thing, you'll get the thing. Yeah, yeah. Now it's, you want the thing, you'll get the thing, but here's all the other stuff that yeah. that comes on top of it. Interesting. So you said right now you have about six employees? Yep. Um, when you were hiring your first employee, um, I know you said it was originally an intern. Yep. What do you think was... Um, like the toughest point of hiring that like was it was it nerve-wracking or were you like pretty comfortable and the business was at a, at a good point and the biggest challenge smooth. we had with hiring our first employee it wasn't like a payroll thing it wasn't sure. anything because it was you know it was an entry-level position the biggest challenge we had was actually we had one partner left that wasn't full-time and as a like he, he was transitioning out or? yeah he was well at that point i he hadn't officially said that he was transitioning out yet yeah but, but yeah. one of the challenges i i remember having the discussion was saying like we can't have a full-time employee and not have a partner full-time it's just kind of odd yeah, yeah you know it's like and it wasn't because of like like sometimes it's like oh you have like a cfo and that cfo might not need to be there all the time whether it's like you know if you're smaller and it's like okay they're doing the bookkeeping they might do some like accounts receivable and sometimes they might be like hey we need to get a line of credit whatnot so maybe it's at first it's not this full-time thing but like for the person that was partner at the time they were kind of like a web production project manager so it'd just be weird to have someone that's in web production do that thing yeah like and that was just but it's a tough point you like not to like divulge too much but you know you gotta think about like what's happening personally what, what they want to do with their career when we're yeah. so, or so early on in the business yeah that was really the biggest challenge just like is do we need this person do we need to hire this person if we have someone and you know it just happened to be at that time that person did transition out and now we had you know, Your Frank, who was our, our very first employee, who was awesome. He is was he still with you. He is not. Oh, okay. But um, where's Frank now? Do you know? Oh, geez. Uh, <laughs> um, he was working. I'll say he was working in corporate America. OK, because I don't know oh, if he God. wants to say where, Like, <laughs> but I don't know where he transitioned to after that. I, I actually did see him on Spotify. He's in my Spotify lists. Oh, <laughs> so, on the like, right side. Yeah. So it shows what people are listening oh, to. That's yeah. Um, but um. He was a great dude. What was his role? He was, uh, he interned as a designer Mm -hmm. and kind of became more of like a production designer, but he was doing a little bit, I think, of coding. I think he was doing a little bit of web stuff. That's cool. He was actually, um, uh, he interned from Salve, so Salve Regina. Oh, wow. Was he driving up from Newport? Yeah. Were you here? We were in in East Greenwich at the time. Oh, Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 When did you move here? Uh, About six years ago, maybe. I don't know. Five, six. FYI for people who don't know Aaron is in the uh, space right below us so we're in the same building yeah so we, we stomp yeah. on the floor yeah. when we need some more water in the cooler yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which FYI also we need water yeah. that will go it. down man you can, you can get water anytime you need I'm here for you <laughs> thanks appreciate that um, but so Frank was a great guy 
Yeah, still, I'm pretty sure he still is. I think he's alive. Shout out, Frank. <laughs> yeah, what up, Frank? Listening. What up, Frank? Um, what is the toughest part of running a business you think that has employees versus like, um, I guess maybe someone like Mike and I or like a, a solo, solo business owner? Um, I think the toughest part early on is managing, like not manage, I don't want to say managing partners, but managing personality differences. Yeah, like, like different employees, like are have different partners. Like you guys are gonna go through that. There are gonna be times where you guys disagree. Oh yeah, you know. I think we disagree. Yeah. We have. Yeah. We're and sometimes we're... it's gonna be knock down, drag out, like <laughs> fu moments. Mike's a little stronger than me, though. I don't know if I'm gonna. Ah, it doesn't matter, man. <laughs> no, we've definitely had our disagreements. Yeah. No, like huge blows, but it's yeah, bound but it's to happen. Early. Yeah, it's early. You're still happen. in the honeymoon, right? You yeah, know, it's right. it's when when business is good. When you first start out, even if business isn't good, it's like it's like you're on an adventure. Yeah. Like we're in this together, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but when when business is going well, even the the things that didn't annoy you or the challenges you have, it's kind of like you sweep them under the rug. You don't really worry about them because you're like, ah, things are going great. You're making yeah. money. But when things get tough, yeah, whether it's like, oh my god, are we gonna make payroll? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, or like, wow, we just lost this big client or we didn't get this big proposal. Like we didn't get the job and we thought we nailed this proposal. Yeah, That's what? where it really tests like you personally, like, can you, can you handle these challenges? Mm. But also relationship wise, you know, like with your partners, like, can they handle it? And can you handle that adversity to get together? Yeah. That was, a, that was a huge, it's like a relationship. I mean, it, it, yeah. it is a relationship, but yeah. Know. And I'm not like passive aggressive. Like I'm aggressive aggressive. Like if yeah. we're going to have an argument, uh, let's, let's fucking do it. I'll, <laughs> I will have that argument. You seem like the type of person that would lay out like, you know, fact by fact, like have very, I used to be like that yeah. sort of thing. But like, I find that like I would get to like tit for tat, sort of thing yeah. like and it's no one wins it's like yeah, it's just right. like i hate you you're a doo-doo head like you know like <laughs> you're just not gonna like you know you're not gonna like you're not gonna convert that person it's like politics like right if you have a different belief system and you yeah. you have a different philosophy than i do mm-hmm. no, no name calling i can do yeah. can convert you and like right. you know, it's the same thing like when you have partners and you disagree like about direction of business or why we didn't get a certain like gig or whatnot. Um, you know, I try and just like reflect back on those things every time and say like, okay, I can do it better. But now it's a lot easier cause I don't have partners. Yeah. Now I can just like steer the boat. If you're a freelancer, you know, unless you're just like super budget minded, it's always, I need that next gig. I need the next hourly thing. I need the next gig. And if you don't want a person, like if you don't want that employee, yeah, it's a never ending grind. It's yeah. that's brutal. It's a non guaranteed paycheck. It's yeah. It's like, oh, okay, I gotta have my own like health care and I gotta like yeah. hopefully I have some sort of retirement. Like those are the types of things. Yeah. So it's just freelancing, I'm like, wow, I can make a ton of bank. Like I could literally just be like, Okay, I'm just gonna take every retainer client we have and I'll just work like that. Yeah. And I'd be gr- I'm just rolling in it. <sighs> But I'd be hating life yeah, and like, yeah. you know, like You'd I never sleep and uh, well, I don't sleep now, but like, <laughs> it's like, but for me, I'm like, I, I like having a team and I like, yeah. that's why I like going to the office. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. The 20 questions. Yeah. It's like, I like going to the office. Yeah. Could we today close up the office and still be successful? Yeah. Right. Like, like we can work, work from home. Yeah. We could work distributed. Like that's a big part of like the web today is having distributed teams and we could totally we could actually be successful at it where I think a couple of years ago 
we were shitty at it. Like yeah. we had remote employees and they just never felt like part of the team. Mm-hmm. But like now I feel like, Oh, we could, you know, but that's another challenge like that. You know, if you're a freelancer, you're just alone all the time when yeah. your partners, you guys yeah. are together, you're always, you know, bouncing ideas. Yeah. And like, and yeah, that's the good parts yeah. of it is like collaborating, bouncing ideas and like sharing responsibilities, stuff like that. Even yeah. if it's like, you know, we, we, I use this example all the time. Like I'll edit a video or Michael edited a video and each of us watched it a thousand times. It's nice to have that fresh set of, fresh set of eyes to come in and be like, Hey, like change this, maybe change yeah. that. Look at this differently. Yeah, we call that peer review. So yeah, we do it yeah. a lot with like code. So like mm-hmm. you could be stuck on a problem and you're like, wow, I don't really understand why this isn't working a certain way or I'm not getting that expected result. And sometimes just having someone look at it, they'll see like it could be as simple as, yeah. wow, you forgot to put a period right there. Right. <laughs> Your syntax is broken and that's why it wasn't working. And then sometimes it's like, oh no, what you're trying to, I get what you're trying to do, but maybe that way you're trying to accomplish that mm-hmm. could be accomplished a different way. And having, it's the same thing with like having someone like an editor publishing, you know, like yeah. having some, yeah. a copywriter, you know, proofread, having an editor proofread something you come up with is, you know, definitely uh, beneficial in anything, quality assurance. Yeah. Um, so this one's personal to you, sort of. Oh, okay. What do you think is your, you could pick one, one weakness and one <laughs> strength in running the business aside from like the actual work, like coding, design, all that stuff, but like HR, finance, <laughs> oh, definitely marketing. HR and finance are definitely not my strong suits. <laughs> Probably I put those as my weakness. Okay. Um, um, I'm like def- operation is could be one um, sector. Process is definitely um, something I'm keen on. I don't like busy work, yeah. so I'll try to eliminate any busy work in anything. I hate to do things multiple times. If it's yeah. something that's can be done the same way, like and I've just done it two or three times, there's a good chance I'm going to try to automate it as okay. as much as I can. Yeah. Um, I definitely like McDonaldizing those types of things. So we can spend more time being creative or yeah. coming up with something cool. Yeah. Um, so I think my strong suit is probably on the fly problem solving. Okay. Like cool. I'm not the best, like I'm not the best developer. Like okay. I'm not the best engineer. I know yeah. that, Yeah. but I'm a pretty good problem solver overall. So I think I'm a pretty good leader. That's a, Yeah. I know? was just going to say that's a good strength as a leader, I think for, yeah. for a team to be able to, uh, you know, kind of look at you and, you know, you're leading them in problem solving. And I think that's yeah. helpful. And it helps people to just feel confident that you trust in them to do the thing. Yeah. You know, and you can give leadership when needed. You can help mm-hmm. them problem solve, but have them actually feel accomplished that they, wow, look at this. I fucking did this. Yeah. I did this, you know, and it feels good. Even when you're stuck on something, just mm-hmm. to maybe give a shove, but let them figure it out. Yeah. I think that's. More so having kids too. Yeah, you know, that, <laughs> you're you know, a leader you want, in that aspect. You know, you too, want you yeah. want your kids to like figure stuff out, and it's yeah. that same thing. And it's like, yeah, you know, it's just something I was trying. Like, I think that that's probably a strong suit. I de- definitely like. Cool. I yeah, the finance aspect, like <laughs> chasing money, is the worst. I think that's like I I hate it. Yeah, you know like, what's funny is I think so that that's one of my favorite questions I ask that to almost everyone. I think every person we've had on. Pretty much everyone. I yeah. think everyone has said their weakness or like their least favorite thing is like the finance. Yeah. Everyone. I'm, I'm always the worst. Like invoicing people. People like, yeah. 
shut up and let me give you money. <laughs> Again, I'm always like, oh yeah, I got to invoice you. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> that's funny. We'll have to like good, give a good prize. problem to have though. That's a good yeah. problem to have. No, it's not because then all of a sudden you're like, oh man, I have like, you look in QuickBooks and you're like, oh my God, look at all these things I have like out that I need to like, my accountant's going to be pissed. <laughs> yeah, right. I got a quick question. Yeah, sure. Um, so now you're leading this company. Do you still have a lot in like the hands-on operation of creating the sites or do you kind of have your, here's the project, you know, your team can attack it and you just kind of oversee? Like, yeah. Back to my saying, working in the business and on oh, the business. Yeah. <laughs> I, definitely, I, I definitely work too much in the business. Yeah. I'm still too passionate about it. Um, oh, your good, It's like your analogy. reputation. Still. Yeah. But not everything. It's not, I'm not uh, a micromanager by any means, like what, what I went back to a moment ago, but there are some things where I just have an ability to do the thing. And so I just do the thing. I don't mind being in the trenches and doing the thing. I think that does come at a cost though. I should be doing more on the business invoicing and stuff like that. I should be doing on voicing. (laughs) I'm doing too much invoice. (laughs) Anyone who can't see right now, which is all of you, I'm flipping air. It's making fun of my analogy. Um, going off the leader thing, what do you think are maybe one or two like key things that you've learned, um, like as a leader that have made you a better leader? Um, yeah, I think just like what I said earlier about, um, you know, helping people problem solve and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, supporting the team, you know, I'm definitely a pace setter, you know, where like, you'll never outwork me. (laughs) <laughs> like you just won't it's yeah. it's it's impossible that makes sense but i never want someone to feel like they have to yeah you know i think that it's one of those things that again i wasn't studious when i was younger and i didn't have a work ethic yeah but like a, anything close to what i have now yeah but i just think even if i had a tenth of the work ethic i have now <laughs> like back then i could have just worked harder yeah. and, and probably you know, life would be different. I, I like the life I have, but yeah. you know, I just think about like if I had someone that was like driving me to like work harder or to problem solve or put in that extra time. Yeah. I, you know, that, that's something I feel like Could from have a leadership. A yeah. A from bit. a leadership standpoint, I just try to always think about how supportive I can be versus tearing down. Cause I used to be like that. People who knew me when I was in my early twenties, their opinion of who I was then versus who I am now like it's so different you know and i was just like super aggressive and super like you suck you're an idiot you can't do this <laughs> that's just all about this? growing up and maturing too yeah. though i think everybody back in college or back during those years like every, all of us are assholes you know yeah. <laughs> until you start to mature and realize yeah. wow like i was a dickhead back <laughs> yeah, then, <you> yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah the problem was i knew i was an asshole then you know and that's the worst <laughs> is when you know you're an asshole and just you're still going. like yeah you just like just like just keep chirping and going at people and being you evolved yeah being a hothead well i would have never guessed that from knowing you now yeah so. and most people that like have like met me over time mm-hmm. like like i swear like a sailor like i always swear and i'm even trying to hold back on like this show here yeah. but it's like you know there are some people that like have heard me like swearing like oh my god you like swore you must be so mad i'm like no it's just tuesday like you know it's like whatever it's like i don't it's just tuesday you know it's I just i feel like i'm in the same boat yeah. as you there you know and it's just like or you know just like if they hear stories uh, about like oh yeah this one time like some anecdote and they're like wow really i can't imagine that and it's like 
then my wife who we've been together forever she's like oh yeah where did you guys meet high school we've been high no school shit huh? Chad, it doesn't happen too no. too often anymore, Not anymore no Good it was um, who made the first move uh i think i did yeah i think what I was did. your pickup line yeah there's no pickup lines when you're in high school <laughs> the fuck's wrong with you? i don't know it's like was she a cheerleader and you like played party. football or oh, yeah, yes I did <laughs> with this massive frame no um, uh, I was if anyone who's interested look up Aaron on LinkedIn he's a very scrawny looking <laughs> guy very, yeah I'm a very very scrawny dude. not a football figure uh, anyway go ahead I'm trying to uh, so jeez I don't know I went to such a I went to a small high school uh, where there were cliques and whatnot, but yeah. you know, it's uh, my wife was very studious. Um, Unlike and you, I wasn't. I was definitely a hooligan. I like barely. Did you make her like help you with schoolwork? You're like, yeah, help me. Fuck homework. no, she knew already that I wasn't gonna ask for help. I was a straight C, like not gonna ask for extra Season credit. Yeah, I'm just yeah. gonna like coast, be an artsy kid and coast yeah. through things and just try to fucking just get through high school. And yeah. you know, she basically knew like. You know, I'm gonna be a teacher. Like she knew, like, yeah. You know, like she knew what she wanted to do in life. Like right, like right from the get go. And like we've been like in our professional careers, like basically since like straight out of high school. She yeah. was in college and she became a like a teacher. Mm-hmm. You know, early in her twenties. That's when I had like my career like was really starting. Yeah. But I don't know how we like. She hated me actually. I think like <laughs> you know early on yeah. and then. You know, she she's the only person that's ever been able to tolerate me for for a long period yeah. of time. Most, Still going. Yeah, what yeah. Is, it's like uh, we've been oh. together over twenty years. Yeah. You okay. know, you know it's it's weird when you've been with someone longer than half your life. Yeah, yeah. you know, we're in our late thirties, but yeah, she's awesome. Wow. She's an amazing person. Shout Makes out. me better. What's her name? Oh, oh, no, I don't want just to first name. No, I'm not gonna no, I'm not gonna no. give her name on here. Yeah, you don't have to do yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. Shout out, Mrs. Ware. Wow, Mrs. Ware, that's so Mrs. weird. Mrs. Ware. <laughs> Where do you where do you live now? Why are you gonna tell people that? Yeah, why do why do you need to know that? <laughs> I don't know. I live in Rhode Island. What the fuck is wrong with you? Okay, do you whatever. want me to give the street address? No. Jesus if you want to send fan mail. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh, in as general or as detailed as you want, what does a typical day look like for you? Um, typical day. Um, wake up. Um. Usually by one of my kids waking me up before, yeah. like five minutes before my alarm, <laughs> habitually, um, get um, get my two youngest kids ready. Um, my oldest is usually out the door even before I wake up to go to middle school. What time do you usually wake up? Are you an early bird or? Uh, no, I'm not an early bird. I no. am a stay up all night and uh. not sleep if I don't need to <laughs> and just stay up till the next day uh. where... If I'm asleep, I, I would sleep till like 11 yeah. if I could. Like, that'll never yeah, happen yeah. for right. me until like I have teenagers and they're not just little kids. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely it, waking up is a chore. Um, yeah. So get my kids ready. Um, we're usually out the door by like 8.05, I'd say. And then huh. drop off one kid at the bus stop, wait for the bus, and then <laughs> bring another no one idea. to daycare and then off yeah. to the office. Throughout the day, it's. Yeah. I mean, it's. Do you have kind of a system like emails in the morning, emails in the afternoon? No, I'm a. Just you play it by ear. It's squeaky wheel gets the grease with me. If you hit me up, there's a good chance. uh, Yeah, I'm gonna holler back pretty quick. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely. um, I should be more organized about those sort of things, but I, I, I'm very 
frantic and I am yeah. a scatterbrain. Yeah, yeah. So I actually jumping around to a lot of different things is okay for me. So I don't really I don't get frazzled by having a hundred things to do. Right, because some people like they work better of like, okay, I have this one project, I'm gonna work on this one project for three hours, I'm gonna try not to get distracted at all. Whereas yeah. like it sounds like maybe like you, you're like, Okay, I can work on this for forty five minutes and then if I get an email or a couple calls, like yeah. I'll take those for half an hour and then yeah. come back to the project and that works for you. Yeah, that works for me. Sometimes you have to obviously you have to put your head down if it's yeah. like crunch time on something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely I could definitely jump around. And I get interrupted all the time, whether it's a Again, it's a prospect or it's yeah. a client issue or, you know, just a question. Yeah. You know, the, I'm just used to that. That's how it's always been. I, I you think have that to be as a leader. I feel like I actually, if I, if I have like remote days, yeah, those are the days where like I can really be like heads down. I can mm. really work. Mm. But then I feel like, uh, well, I just like, it was a, I could have worked distributed, but I found that I was just like ignoring everybody, <laughs> you know? So like, I try not to do that. I like to just be yeah. in the office because it feels like work time quote unquote yeah i get it um and do you try to get out of the office by a certain time or um varies uh it depends on kids and sports you know really it's like usually the afternoon i actually jet pretty early you know i usually am trying to be out of the office by like four but you know once i yeah, but like you said, you do work at home too. Yeah, once, it's once like uh, my my usual day, like weekdays are like out of the office by four, pick up whatever kid that has a sport that they need to go to. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then while they're at practice, I'm yeah. usually working, you yeah. know, so it's usually I'm on my laptop and, you know, doing whatever I need to do and then bring them home, have some sort of dinner, make yep. something, settle the kids for bed, work. You know, that's kind of my routine. Who cooks? Uh, my wife cooks most of the time. So you, during the week, cook? I'm an awesome cook. Nice. Like I'm good for you. I'm on point. I can, I good can basically, I can make it, I can make anything. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like I, like I'm definitely a foodie. Um, I love to cook. Um, oh, yeah, we've talked about this. Yeah. My yeah. wife definitely cooks more yeah. than me and, uh, more power to her. She does it. But, but like on the weekend, she's like, nope, not cooking. Yeah. Like make whatever you want. And usually that means I'm dirtying everything in the house. <laughs> Just messing all the house up. Um, all right. This is pretty much the last one. Um, what's one piece of advice? One piece of advice you would give to a current business owner? Um, and then one piece maybe to someone who's thinking of uh, jumping from their nine to five and starting their own thing. Oh man, a current business owner. So like you guys, yeah, yeah maybe someone yeah, you know you've you've been you've had skin in the game for a while. You've been doing this, and so maybe someone who's new to their own business. I would say the the biggest piece of advice I can give to someone who's where you guys are at, where you don't yeah. have like employees yet. Mm-hmm. That's the time where you can be the most passionate about building the culture of your business. You know, hmm. it's a it's a time where you really have an opportunity to pick and choose that culture, like at will. It's really predicated on who you choose. Yeah. So, like, that's something I think it's about not only thinking about what needs to be done, like now, mm-hmm. but enacting a plan for that you and that person to see where they want to go. You know, what do they want to be? Because, like, even if it was like a production assistant or someone that was just like an editor or whatnot, yeah. but 
but they probably don't want to just be an editor. Like what are they, what are their aspirations and what do they want to do? Yeah. And how can you help nurture that to help you guys grow to where you want to get to? Yeah. You know, so that's one thing I think that we didn't necessarily, we think about like fit and whatnot, but I don't think we, with my partners early on, I don't think we thought about that enough. You know, because, you know, it's something that's important. It's important to have people be passionate and mm-hmm. feel like they have an opportunity for growth. Yeah. You know, in their career and in their field and their skills and whatnot. Because yeah. their work's going to reflect that, too. Yeah. And the, at least you guys can, like, collectively come up with, like, you know, what what that growth process looks like. Yeah. Uh, for someone that's, like, new, they're, if they're, like okay, I saved up some money. So I'll use me as an example. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I saved up a bunch of cash and I made the jump. I would say, make sure if you save money, you budget. Because what I did was, I still lived my, uh, We could, have you ever heard the term dink? Yeah. Dual income, no kids. My wife and I, you know, we didn't have any kids. You know, at the time we were just, it was just before our first daughter was born. Mm-hmm. You know, when you like have dual income, you like, you splurge on thing. Like I'm going to buy that $1,200 receiver that I've wanted so I can have wireless audio throughout my entire yeah, house. Yeah. Like now I'd be like, I'm not going to fucking buy that thing. <laughs> you know, I, I got to yeah, yeah. pay for daycare. I got to pay for like soccer camp. And yeah, shit. Like yeah. I can't do that. <laughs> So when I, when, when I quit and I had all this money, I was still like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pay off my truck. You know, at the time I think I had like, it was like two grand or something left in my truck. So I just was like, well, I have the money. Yeah. But then all of a sudden when I was still hustling and trying to get gigs, all of a sudden I was like, oh man, those coffers again, a little light. Maybe I shouldn't have, uh, Just paid my truck. Yeah. Off. Maybe I shouldn't have paid that truck off. Maybe I should like have like budgeted a bit more. So I would say like, if you are just thinking about doing it and you have saved up money, cause some people will just like get a loan, yeah. you know? And I'm like, uh, maybe make sure you can make money at the thing first. Unless you, unless you're like, you know, like your, your friend who is like a pastry chef, Yeah. like there's equipment and there's like a facility yeah. and there's like, you know, if you have like a space, like those are logistical mm-hmm. things you need. You can't yeah. like, and sometimes you don't have the funds for it. So either you get an investor or you need a loan, yeah. but like someone like, Hey, I want to start an agency. It's more so about, do I have enough gigs where I can live off of that? Or yeah. do I have enough saved up? Yeah. And it's really just about making sure you don't splurge on like stupid shit you don't need or pay down things you don't need to pay down so aggressively that was my biggest like like oh my god i gotta get more work because i don't have any money left it's that rainy day fund yeah yeah Yeah. i was big on credit cards which came back to bite me in the ass oh man credit cards credit cards will kill you man because it's all of a sudden that interest rate you're like it's like oh yeah zero percent for like 12 months and all of a sudden you're like oh my god it's like 19 percent. i'm gonna i can never pay this off it's like if there was one card i put a payment towards a card and it barely covers the interest yeah if you're that high up yeah Yeah. and you're screwed i think now they at least have to tell you like if you were to make the minimum payment you'll pay this thing off in like 38 years it's like yeah yeah, it's like if you only make the minimum payment this will be done by 2037 you'll be fucking long dead (laughs) (laughs) your kids will be paying this cool um that's pretty much all i have the only thing i have is any last words 
Oh man, is this where I get killed? <laughs> yeah, lock the door. No. <laughs> nah, I have no words. No, Thanks for having me on. I yeah. really appreciate it. It's cool. fun. No, it was awesome to hear it because I only know you from every couple times you pop in here and say hello. So it's cool to learn a lot. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. I think what we meet four years ago. Yeah. And yeah, I think you're kind of the same exact person, like same kind of personality. Yeah. I feel like. And I was always impressive with like, with like and not to get too mushy, but oh, impressed no, like with like it, what you're doing downstairs. Yeah. And Thanks. like to, just to get like behind the uh, behind the scenes a little bit. I think Aww. it's cool. Man, Mike, that's so nice. Yeah. It's also don't, cool. don't get used to it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> also, side note, it was cool to see the recent uh, office renovation. Oh, that was fun. That's yeah. pretty much done now, right? Uh, pretty not much? done yet. Almost. It's, but um, I, I was going to go over budget yeah. on my last thing, so I had to wait. Yeah. Just get a credit card. <laughs> we can talk about debts yeah. later. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be another discussion when yeah, you can have another panel discussion on yeah. debts. Cool. Well, thanks again, Aaron. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Why don't you give yourself a little plug here? Just tell people where to find Lynchpin, or you know, they can check out your work website. Man, you just nailed it. I mean, pretty much just look us up, Lynchpin. All eyes, no wise just lynchpin.com and you can find us as lynchpin agency also just search for that it will come up cool your right. seo is off the charts local search man we're, we're pretty <laughs> we're pretty solid uh nationally you're probably going to get a book and you'll probably get the definition but hey, you'll find I think it. we have one listener in germany so yeah hey yeah. man just look for if you see a scrawny white dude that's me <laughs> that's Aaron. <laughs> not built for football <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We hope you enjoyed this. As always, you know where to find us on Instagram at up in your biz pod. If you liked this episode, uh, give us a rating. Let us know. Say hello. Tell us what you thought. Um, otherwise, stay tuned for next week. And uh, that's it. Adios.